Hello and welcome to the CounterPoint podcast. I'm your host, Peter Richardson, and I'm delighted to be joined today by uh, two analyst colleagues of mine, Arushi Chawla and Pavel Naya. Hello, Arushi. Hello, Pavel. How are you today? Hi, Peter. Very fine. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Enjoying some fine weather for once in the UK here. Hey, Pavel, how's it going? Yeah, all going good here. Uh, and we're in a humid condition in Delhi. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's for once, it's like 30 degrees in the UK, which is which is beautiful. But we're still in the lockdown situation, although you know some countries are beginning to come out of it. So I need to give the usual caveat at the beginning of the podcast that you know there may be noises off, uh, dogs barking, uh, children shouting, that sort of thing. But actually, the topic of today's podcast is you know, it's very much about the coronavirus situation. Um, so Arushi and Pavel uh, have done a study recently, one of our consumer lens studies. So we're talking to uh, consumers around the world about the impact of COVID-19 on the smartphone market. So Arushi, maybe you can start us off and just explain a little bit of the, you know, the rationale behind doing this research study and, you know, what we were trying to, uh, what we're trying to find out. Yeah, Peter. So last few months have been very difficult for all of us, as we know. This presence and ongoing spread of COVID is giving people a hard time globally. As a ripple effect of which, there is a change in consumers' opinion based on their spending preference. So to understand this new normal when it comes to consumer behavior towards smartphone, we got our objective for the study. So we've conducted this study across major countries. And the study is uh, divided in many segments, starting from current mobile choices to future purchase preferences with the touch of coronavirus. So that's how the study goes. Okay, and and which you you mentioned that we covered, you know, a number of a number of smartphone markets. Um, you know, obviously the the coronavirus has been traveling across the world. So when you kind of look at the the data about the the virus, it, you know, obviously it started in China, um, you know, spread to a couple of markets in Southeast Asia and then, you know, popped up in Europe. And then now where we see it is really kind of centered on the Americas. So which which markets did we focus on for the study? So this study covers seven major economies, uh, United Kingdom, United States of America, Germany, France, Spain, India and Italy. When we come to US and India, they are the biggest market for smartphones. Whereas China, it has a complete different demographics. Now, talking about the Western Europe, we've taken the major countries from many. So that is how we've covered our study across countries. Okay, great. Thanks, thanks, Rishi. So turning to you, Pavel, um, so... You know, obviously that you know many of the markets that Arushi's just outlined um, are pretty mature uh, markets, so very much in the replacement, you know, replacement type markets. India's maybe a little bit different, and it's one of the fastest, or has been one of the fastest growing smartphone markets because you know we've got a big kind of transition between feature phone to smartphone going on. Um, you know, plus you know many new users coming in, so. Can you maybe sort of outline some of the, the key findings, you know, particularly in relation to... Yep. 
Thanks, Peter. Um, so if you look at replacement cycle as a one parameter, I think we need to broad our perspective in this because there are multiple factors involving in this particular trend. One of which is about, you know, how certain people are about their incomes. And what we figure out that a lot of people have lost job across countries, across geographics, and that affected their uncertainty of, you know, earning uh, in the current phase as well as for future. And that also affected the way they spend on different devices, especially, you know, buying a smartphones. And for this particular study, what do we figure out across these seven countries, there is a common trend that people will like to wait for longer period of time. And almost half of them said so. And a couple of countries saw this impact, you know, compared to other more severely. India is one of them, um, mainly because of there are a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, workers which involve in non-formal economic activities. They are affected the most. And due to that, you know, close to 60%, even more than 60% of Indian respondents said they will wait for longer period of time. Similarly, we have seen the pattern in Spain and Italy as well. So as overall, if you talk about India as a market, we are expecting the current replacement rate cycle will increase. For example, right now it's around 21 to 22 months period, which will likely to go up to 26 to 27 month period but maybe most probably by next year. The replacement cycle. Yeah, right. So, I mean, you know, when we look at the smartphone markets across the world, you know, something that we've seen over the last couple of years actually is this lengthening of the replacement cycle, um, you know, which is, uh, I think, you know, testament in a way to the quality of the devices that people are buying these days. You know, the smartphones are now so good that uh, they do pretty much everything that anyone would want them to do. Uh, and they do that very well, um, you know, even down to sort of the lower end of the price bands, um, so that there hasn't really been a strong incentive to to upgrade. And I guess when you throw into the mix this economic uncertainty created by coronavirus, um, you know, if your device is still working, then and you can afford to wait uh, to replace, then probably you will, right? So. Um, and I guess one of the other questions then is, you know, if people are going to replace their device, will they spend roughly the same amount of money when they replace or will they spend less? So, Arushi, maybe you can you know, touch on that. I mean, did, did our study, you know, look at the likely spending patterns when, you know, people are coming to, to buy a new smartphone? That is a great point to highlight, I must say. So... Because of the COVID, there is certainly a cut down in budgets and more than half of respondents plan to cut down their budget for next smartphone purchase. To be more precise, uh, if we talk about like a cut down of 20% of more in their budget, Spain is at the top. It is followed by Italy and then US. However, it is also important to point out that there is other segment of people who are not cutting their budgets, right? And it is important to incorporate that segment as well. And there's so many people safe in their home, which usually used to spend a lot in their daily life for on their apparels, 
on their transportation and many other things. But now they only have devices, laptops, smartphones, what they use the most. So there is a curiosity in them to, you know, shift this spending towards smartphones and other devices. So while making our forecast for different studies, we also take such points in consideration. So this study actually turned out to be very uh, fruitful for us. Hmm. Okay. So when we've looked at the US, you know, what we've seen is that people on lower, uh, you know, in this lower salary bands are more likely to have lost their jobs uh, than people in the higher earning bands. So yeah, that would suggest that, um, you know, the higher end of the market is maybe more resilient to change than perhaps the mid and, and low ranges. Did we see that in the in the study? Yeah, so if we talk about their spending pattern, then, as I just mentioned, major section cut down their budget, which certainly implies that the average selling price goes down. To be more specific, two-thirds of UK consumers are considering buying a smartphone according to their usual plan. However, half of the respondents from India intend to spend 135 USD to 250 USD, which is way lower than before. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks. Um, so, you know, something that, uh, you know, again, that we've seen, um, and this is, you know, there's sort of anecdotal evidence for this and some of the uh, reports, you know, uh, financial results reports from operators and, uh, and other players are sort of showing that there has been a, a switch to more online purchasing. But as, as we kind of look towards the, you know, the end of this uh, kind of lockdown period, hopefully that's going to come. And certainly in the UK, you know, in the last few weeks, we've seen stores reopening. But Pavel, you know, is it is it likely that we're going to see a, um, you know, a return to people kind of going to stores or is the switch to online going to be more of a permanent uh, fixture, do you think, looking ahead? Uh, I believe um, as, as well as the outcome of this particular study showing that, you know, there are certain number of people, at least more than half of them are still considering to avoid social, you know, gathering and keep maintaining their distances when going out. And that uh, is a constant pattern we have seen, especially in countries like India, US, and in you know more majorly affected countries like Italy, Spain, right? So there we believe people will likely avoid, you know, social uh, gathering and prefer a low touch option. And the current available low touch option is either you buy from any e-commerce stores or you, um, you know, order online and get it delivered on, on your home or a nearest location or a nearest shop. Um, and that can happen through your operator channel as well as your other way of, uh, you know, purchasing smartphones. And it is well defined in most developed countries, uh, especially in US and Western Europe. But for countries like India, where um, the distribution channels are mixed up, right? There we have seen a lot of interest, people, you know, looking forward to have O2 as a new option. So considering the current trend, right, we are already seeing close to, you know, percentage between 30 to 40 percent use online as a purchase channel but then majority um, which is around 60% is still prefer offline 
so those offline users are moving towards you know finding new ways to purchase from the local shop and a lot of brands also taken have have taken initiative to you know ease that process yeah maybe you can you know develop that thought of it so you know brands are obviously suffer or have been suffering and you know particularly in india where the lockdown was you know almost uh 100% in a way because you know even smartphones were not allowed to be bought online right so um so you know as as things ease a little bit so what are the what are the different brands doing to uh you know help the concerns that consumers may have but also then help themselves get you know back into business in a in a good way so we have seen a lot of brand taking initiative for example Xiaomi they have opened their mi commerce web app and that's basically enable you know consumer to place order from their nearest stores similarly for samsung they partnered with binow which is a inventory management portal so the users can place order from there as well as the store owner can put out their inventory you know so for the users to order for, from that portal similar ways other brand like for example bivo also using other other ways of uh, messaging as a platform for taking orders or reach out for to the consumer for you know service and other purposes and interestingly i think oppo has taken that to one step further they are also using whatsapp as a medium because whatsapp is penetrated deep into you know tier 2 and tier 4 cities in india right so they are taking order as well as raising service request from them hmm okay so we you know we're seeing some shifts in uh the distribution channels but also changes in the commercial behavior of of brands which you know i think there's some there's some innovation going on here which is probably going to you know sustain beyond the end of this and uh yeah we might see some you know more fundamental changes in the way that companies uh do business i guess so um so rushi we we kind of touched on the on the pricing um before but does did the study kind of reveal you know anything more about spending patterns that we're likely to see uh you know the next 6 months to you know, i guess 6 months to 1 year is you know, maybe 1 year is a little bit of a stretch in a consumer study but what would you say uh, you know is likely to happen um in terms of consumer spend in the near future if you talk about short term maybe 6 month along the line then uh i would say the major section as to, uh, it comes from the study major sections still look forwards to cut down their budget because they uncertain about their future income and they uncertain about their health and everything so being like as we know we and everyone most of them are risk averse so taking that into consideration people would be spending less the average selling price will go down however as we expect a healthier future they would be saving as well so we might expect a bigger market uh expansion in smartphone market in the coming future which is after 6 months maybe nearly a year after yeah so that is something uh, from macro perspective that we can see okay um you know something which you know obviously uh 
you know, I, I alluded at the top of the of the podcast that you know there may be sounds of children and uh, uh, shouting, and that's because many uh, kids have not been able to go to school, um, so they've having been having to rely on online education platforms, you know, with some parental involvement sometimes. Um, so the you know that these different ways of working, both you know, kind of. Uh, remote access, working from home, um, but also, you know, education um, taking place at home, perhaps more, you know, more home entertainment having to be, uh, you know, because you can't go out and enjoy yourself outside. So um, what is that indicating, Pavel, in, you know, ways in which people might uh, invest in technology to, you know, support these new ways of being? Yep. So, uh, Peter, I think this is a very unique circumstances if you think about, right, uh, especially in the perspective of developing countries, for example, India. Um, if you consider a smart device for your child, it maybe comes as a def- default for countries like US or Western Europe market, right, where people, um, when children go to school, they always have a smart device to submit or, you know, do their assignment, but in a country like India, it's always considered like a smart device may be a point of distraction for child children during their school days, right? And that bring a neg- negative connotation in the mind of parents that if we give a smartphone or a laptop or any any other smart device, uh, the children will likely spend more time, you know, on watching videos or uh, playing video games and all other distracting activities. But due to this particular pandemic, that forced uh, school, colleges, and institutions to adopt this, uh, uh, you know, the way they teach their children uh, to, you know, convert in a more digital form. And that also forced the um, student and parents to adopt to those changes. And as a result... Now, uh, especially in, um, you know, tier two and tier three cities, which hardly have any digital infrastructure uh, for um, teacher as well as for institution, have created um, using, right now are using different social media app, for example, Zoom and other to communicate with their, um, with these children and students, as well as those parents for uh, parent-teachers meeting. Right, and this engagement help uh, help to develop a positive attitude to have a smart device for uh, their children, so that they can, you know, engage quite easily and explore different uh, knowledge material that already out there across the internet. And as a result, as a outcome of this particular study, we found found out that close to seven out of ten um, respondents they said they will buy a device for. Um, a smartphone specifically for their children. And here, another interesting point. Why is a smartphone? Why not a laptop? Or why not a, you know, uh, maybe an iPad or um, a tablet, right? Um, India as a country, again, comes with certain characteristics. One of them is uh, not consistent power supplies. If you have a laptop or maybe any other device that, uh, which are you know larger in size will have limited in terms of uh, mobility 
So it, you need one place to put it and charge it, right? So in a smaller cities, they, are, they have frequent power cut and all. So people go to different places or change places for the charging. That's a unique trait that only India have. And mobile enable that. On the top of that, it has budget friendly, like you can get a very good mobile in $120 or $130, right? And that also give equal opportunity for majority of the person in the consumer segment to engage their children in a digital form of education. Hmm. All right. Interesting stuff. Um, and just just before we wrap up the wrap up the podcast, Pavel, um, something which I wanted to ask. You know that we've seen in the news in the last uh, you know, week or ten days or so that there has been this um, tension on the border between India and China. Uh, you know, actually, kind of leading to uh, conflict and uh, and casualties, sadly. Um, you know, the, I think there already was a little bit of, uh, you know, anti-China sentiment. There were some apps that were being, you know, offered in India to, you know, check if you had Chinese apps on your phone. Um, but has, what have we seen in this, you know, in the last uh, week or so in terms of, you know, growth in this anti-China sentiment? And is, is that likely to have an impact on the India market? Yeah, before I jump into this topic, I just like to mention that this particular study uh, that you are discussing is conducted before this uh, particular phase of uh, at line of control uh, between India and China. So the overall outcome of this, uh, whatever sentiments we are getting is before that. Um, so now coming to the point... Uh, uh, about anti-China sentiment. So our, our approach is to understand because Wuhan was the starting point for COVID-19, right? And there may be some sort of sentiment about, you know, not to use any product manufactured in China. So we, we wanted to test that. Like, do consumers really care about that as a prospect when buying their next smartphone? And what we figure out that um, this particular sentiment is actually highest among Indians. And needless to mention, it is not only about COVID-19. There, there is a upcoming state election that about to happen in different places in India. So a lot of political groups are also using this as a part of their campaign strategy. So that may be helping shaping the overall sentiment as well. Other than that, so in this particular study, what we figure out almost half of the consumer in from or half of the respondent from India said that they have some sort of negative sentiment towards China or made in China products or Chinese smartphone brands. And about uh, more interestingly, about four out of 10, close to like, you know, 40 to 42% have said that, you know, will not buy a phone from um, this smartphone brand from China or made in China uh, device. So at this point, it may look like a very, you know, highly motivated decision, but I believe it may change over the time, depending on how the overall geopolitical thing plays off. 
over the top um, we also believe there will likely have other market dynamics because in india most of the players right now are have chinese origin so other than samsung and apple most of other brands were capturing most of the market are from either affiliated some sort of chinese origin or you know directly from china so this will limit um, users to look for many alternatives when they make their purchase decision and thus uh, may leads to you know may not leads to severe impact in long run because of that limited availability of any other brands mm, okay all right so um pavel harushi thanks very much for the the discussion very interesting and um uh if you do want to know more about the consumer research study that we've been talking about um please do uh contact us or check the counterpoint website uh but for now thanks for listening and uh, look forward to talking to you again on the next counterpoint podcast many thanks bye now